We start in Jersey City, where Team Kurt hopped on the path to take on division leader Darude Sandstorm. Steve's starting quarterback was too illegit to quit, as Tagovailoa recorded his best performance since he started his applesauce through a straw diet. Speaking of wet shits, Brown was running loose all afternoon. AJ, that is, as Kurt's number one receiver, took a number two on both of Steve's teams to the tune of three tutties and 39 points. But... Team Rock wasn't done yet, as DJ Tanner Moore stunned a full house in Atlanta with a miraculous Hail Mary to the delight of boyfriend, slash, I mean, uh, manager Steve. But in the end, Zay Papa Jones and Dawson Garlic Knox were able to do just enough to out-pizza the hunt, Kareem that is, and his attempt at Monday Night Heroics. Kurt 137, Sandstorm 134. <laughs> Next up, Travis flies back to Central Jersey to face off with aspiring fitness influencer, Corey. Travis' season has been a California nightmare thus far, but once upon a time in Hollywood, newcomer Leonardo DiCaprio Fournette scores in his debut in an attempt to turn the season around. But Corey would respond, as it may only be November, but Fowler hopped aboard the Tony Pollard Express, whose 33 points looked to be enough to get this team north of 500 by Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, the year was 2020. I was just 27 years old, hammered off red wine and sugar cookies, when Corey's star running back scored six touchdowns, securing his first championship over Team Trav. But... Trav said Kamara's a bitch, as the RB scored 43 for him this time, turning this one into a laugher. Trav 141, Corey 102. <laughs> Next, Team Husser flies south for a LAN event with Jopo and his struggling squad. Husser's early game went well as he was able to rack up CS and TDs from both of his RB carries. Meanwhile, Poe flashed out of the fountain to keep pace, using a bold double support strat to shield off Husser's BS with Amon Ra St. Brom and escape lane with Saquon Bardley. But in the end, it was Tom who shouted, DEMASIDIA! As Lamb casted his ultimate, scoring 19 critical points, leaving Poe FFing at 20 and leaving Summoner's Rift for the last time. Birds 122, Poe 100. He could go all the way. Next up, after fighting off a pack of deadbeats outside kills in 2016, Brock makes his highly anticipated return to Hamilton to face off with Team Troy. Mike hit the waiver wire looking for a QB and found Jared Big Titty Goff Girl, who seemingly traded in his double Ds for a single TD, putting up a modest 18. Meanwhile, Team Troy put together its best week of the season as Derek Henry Cavill is back to being Superman scoring 35 points and changing Troy's outlook on the season, shifting from his old imaginary titles, Dak to the future, as his QB returned to form. Meanwhile, Brock's lineup looks like more of a mess than the toilet seat at my Halloween party, as the manager pulled Trig, I, I mean Diggs, late, as this one turned into a blowout. Troy 157, Brock 107. Fumble! Next up, Rasp heads over to Lincoln Park to take on Tom and the rest of Team Muller. Tom continued to leave Brady on the bench and instead went with Kirk Cheaper by the Cousins, 
whose two dozen points was an early sign that an upset was brewing. Speaking of brewing, Cooper filled his cup for the 90th consecutive week, scoring his usual 23 points. Rasp got another strong performance from Jalen. Hurt so good. But sometimes dubs don't feel like they should, as longtime Rasper Christian McCaffrey took him to Sunday school, dropping 40 points on his former squad. Muller 138, Rasp 118. Whoop whoop! As always, we wrap up with me heading down to Philly to face off with Team Wells. Much like a tribe infested by colonial explorer diseases, Zach was down three Chiefs this week, leading him to rely on Poe's waiver wire picks. Ooh. Unfortunately for him, Paris Campbell's chunky looked more like a chicken noodle, and Devante Adam Sandler posted a score that looked like the Rotten Tomato score for Jack and Jill. Meanwhile, my team was led by DeAndre 3000 Hopkins, who threw one hand in the air, caught a tutty and my team's not fair. Team Wells' only hope was his Sunday night QBTE stack, but sadly it looks like Aaron Rodgers Federer is closer to retirement than being fantasy relevant, as no one circles the wagons like Buffalo Bill. Me 163, Wells 67, and that's week 8. Wow, that was an electric opening. Dude, I'm like getting out of breath from these. Like, I was like ready to like. Yeah, I could, I could tell. I could tell at the end you were like gasping for breath. I was so tired. <laughs> I got. I got to do something about that. But yeah, how's everything you going, may... man? <laughs> it's going good. Maybe next time you can uh, like cut it and take a break. Out I literally time. needed a break so bad, but I, I'm gonna have to piece it together in the post. But yeah, yeah. but no, nothing's going on. I'm just uh, fighting off, as KB would say, an episode of depression. Ooh, a depressive episode. Yeah, that was a great episode. Your, your the excuse for getting was, uh, out of things. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what's been going on lately. But yeah. A lot of sad news in the week. Um, I do want to just start off with a moment of silence for longtime main bitch of Tom Coughlin, his wife, Judy. Moment of silence, please. I close my eyes Only for a moment and the moment's gone All my Pass before my eyes in curiosity Just in the wind That's what old people do, they die Sorry All we are is dust in the wind You're my boy, Blue! And yeah, aside from that, yeah, I, mean, rough... I just want to say that was very thoughtful of us, Bill. Extremely. And I think you just give yourself a pat on the back, please. Thank you. But yeah, a rough week for you. Four game lose streak, the passing of Judy, and your little midlife crisis fantasy or dynasty <sighs> blow up. Didn't care to elaborate on any of that. Yeah, it's been rough. It's it's. I'm not gonna, you know bullshit you it's been a rough week and i might have gone a little bit overboard in dynasty but you know i didn't do it for no reason and i think this would drive anybody to do this so i just want to give you an idea of how bad these last four weeks have been billy because 
it's not like I'm getting blown out in these matchups. It's that I'm losing, and the entire reason for my loss is because of the wide receiver and flex position. So Which combined, is a good chunk of your lineup, but go yep. on. So it's basically Amon Ra that's screwing me, and then Garrett Wilson only going off on weeks that I bench him. So we have between these three positions the last four weeks, 21 points. 11 points, 18 points, 30 points. Three players combined the last four weeks. And it's literally destroying me, destroying me week in and week out. So eight weeks in, I, you do this every year because I'm in three different leagues. I have this one. I have the Scumbag South Jersey League, which is, as you can guess, full of scumbags. And then I have the Dynasty League. And I kind of look at after eight weeks, Billy, I'm like, you know what? Where can I actually win and let me invest my actual time into that league instead? And right now in this league, I'm just not feeling it. You're fully raising the flag here? I'm not out because I do think there's a path to the playoffs with how bad a lot of the teams are in the league this year. Like pretty much everybody's sitting around three and five or four and four. So I'm definitely still in, especially if my receivers can actually start performing to the level i think they can but i think my best chances at a title are in south jersey and dynasty so that's why this week i was looking around the dynasty league and i was just like you know what like i mean tell me if i'm wrong i mean most of the people that are listening right now are in the dynasty league too but there's not like outside of like Corey, there isn't like a huge like team that can really compete with him and i was like you know what like I think I have the pieces in Dynasty com to compete this year. Like, maybe I should just go all in instead of falling to that trap with Dynasty where you're just like, oh, I'll just keep rebuilding and loading up on these rookies where it's really just a dart throw every year of what you're going to get. I mean, I, I don't hate you going all in there. Um, I, it's just not really... I'm kind of just still in a feel-it-out phase with that league. It. it it's kind of just the one that's on like the back burner for me. I do care. I do try to win, mm -hmm. obviously. Like I set my lineup and everything, but I just don't want to make any like back breaking mistakes, and I don't want to go full sell mode and just do it all over. And then I yeah. also don't want to go all in because I'm not a position player away, really. So, listen, yeah. I, res I respect it, but I, I would say like you should still definitely give all your effort here just because oh i definitely i definitely am this is the number one always even if i'm losing because i'm always fighting to not be last so this is when i set my lineups every week or when i'm looking at waiver wire this is where i always go first and definitely where i pay the most attention still but i think wholeheartedly like my best chance of the title is in dynasty this year damn it's gonna be tough dealing with uh a down co-host especially when i'm on my rise here but uh yeah we'll see i could be right back in you it could be right and, back in it yeah, four and five gets week. you in after this week yeah. so so let's see let's I'd say see. chin I up mean, there chin up there we'll, we'll get to yeah. a preview and then we'll, we'll see if i you. pick you it's, and it's then... an episode yeah well all right i think yeah this is probably a great segue into the matchups and you know you want to just start with me then while we're talking about it let's get into yeah it. why don't we just get right into it all right, who do you want to talk about? You want to talk about your team? You want to talk about Travis? What are we looking at? Uh, let's start off with Travis. Okay. All right. So, 
Lamar Jackson, right? Like he's cooled down lately. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, and I think it has to do with injuries on the offensive side of the ball for them. They're fighting through it. They really, their receiver group is probably as bad as the Giants. I would say. What do you think? I don't think that's true. Duvernay and I—I uh, I can't even name anybody after Duvernay for them. Duvernay has like six touchdowns. Who on the Giants has six touchdowns? I don't even think Saquon has six touchdowns yet this year. Yeah, so I—I I don't know if he's a scrub, but. Yeah, I mean, he, he slowed down a little bit. I think it's been some trickier defenses, perhaps. Not that New Orleans is much easier, but I'm not really panicking about Lamar. Like, if he's on the other side of me, like, I'm expecting a 25 dropped at minimum, and then anything less than that is a win. But, yeah, I, I expect them to beat the Saints, and I imagine he'll be a big part of the points that are scored. What are, what are your kind yeah, of thoughts? I guess I'm just curious, like, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later when we get get to or actually we could talk about it now too but i'm curious if mark andrews is going to be healthy because he went out of last week's game he was already battling an injury coming into the game and i'm just if he's not healthy like i do think likely is a good substitute and he'll definitely put up points but it kind of limits lamar's upside and like the last four weeks or five weeks if you look at lamar he has played some tough defenses in the Giants, the the Bills, and the Bengals, but I don't know. I, he just hasn't performed to the level you come to expect, especially with his explosion in the beginning of the season. So my expectations against what I believe is a still still a pretty good defense in New Orleans, and they can rush the passer. Like I, you know, I, my expectations are low on him. You know, this week. I gotta see him do it again. I just got. I need to see like that big Lamar game again before I like feel confident in him. You know what I mean? That's fair. Then the running backs looking pretty strong. Kamara also in that game, obviously Monday night, Baltimore, and then Fournette against the Rams. So two kind of tougher defenses, perhaps. Do you see either of these guys having success there? I do think Kamara will be fine. And the reason I say that is because the Baltimore defense definitely does give up a substantial amount of points to the running back position. So in the last four weeks, it's 22, 26, 21, 24, or 21. So it's not like they're really stopping the run effectively. And the one thing about this team in New Orleans is Kamara is the only running back, and he's going to get all the touches. He's looked good, great. He's looked good to great lately. And he absolutely went off last week against the Raiders. So I think he's probably a fine 20-plus point play this week. And then what about Fournette? For Fournette... He's dead on the Bucks. No, not not really, to be completely honest Yeah, with who you. are you more dead on, the Bucks or the Rams, you know? To... Oh, it's 1,000% the Rams. I, I just don't think that the Rams... Like, right now, I think the Rams are probably the third-best team in their division. So the Buccaneers still have a clear path to the playoffs because of how bad the NFC South is. So I'm really down on the Rams. And if Fournette's done anything this year, it's proven that even in like negative game scripts, he could be a viable option as an RB. He's still the RB8 on the year. And outside of week two and week seven, he scored 12 plus every single week. So if you can get that out of your running back, like I'm completely comfortable with it in the RB2 spot. And then the receivers is where we kind of had our concerns with Travis last week after the trade in general. 
But they performed decently last week. Jacoby Myers had an all right game, and then I think Thielen scored as well. Or at least had like 14, 15, if I recall. What did he have? 12.7. Never mind. But neither guy probably kills you a ton, but they kind of have that 10 to 15 point typical range. Does that really bother you at all? Like, I. I think with Travis's team, the way it's constructed now, it, it it's undoubtable for the most part. Like he'll break a hundred every week, maybe around one ten. So it's like you kind of just have to perform on your end, and then if his guys go off, obviously as we saw last week, he can explode. So do either of these yeah. guys scare you at all? What are your kind of thoughts there? Thielen, I've been offered a trade for in Dynasty like eight times already, and nude, I'm I'm just not going to trade for Thielen, and I'm just not. I'm just not very high on Thielen in general. I do like his matchup this week against Washington yeah. because I do think their defense is absolutely putrid, you can especially their pass there. defense. So, yeah, I do think he's, like you said, like I don't think he's going to put up a dud, but he's not like going to have – it's not going to be like the Thielen of old where he was catching like two touchdowns or three touchdowns. Yeah, no. That was where his value was in the past. But, yeah, I, I think he's definitely got a safe floor. And then for Jacoby Myers – I'm looking at this right now and it's saying the Colts are the second best against wide receivers. And like, I'm just shocked that that's even a stat, but then I'm looking at their last four matchups and it makes sense because of who they've played. They've played Washington. They got absolutely destroyed. That's been their worst week against wide receivers since week two, which Washington actually has receivers. But before that it's Tennessee, Jacksonville, Denver, Tennessee. And they're just not a strong wide receiver group. Any of those four teams, especially Denver, who their wide receivers are great, but Russell Wilson is terrible. So I expect Jacoby Myers to kind of repeat last week. He doesn't really have any competition for targets there, aside from Ramadre Stevenson. So I don't care that they're the second best against the wide receiver position. Like, I think he's going to have a pretty big week. Like, I definitely think he's going to score around 20. So, I mean, just doing some quick math, and you're expecting a pretty, like, a 130-ish from Trav off the yeah, off I would first say, glance? I, or? I, I, well, I think, honestly, Lamar is not going to have a huge week. But I, I would but say... Still, if he's at 20, you got Kamara at 20, you got you, you got all these guys at 20. You got these. Fournette at, t- at 10, and then Thielen at, like, 10. All Myers, right. like, 20, yeah. And then what do you think of Hawkinson? Normally we skip over tight ends, but... In Minnesota, you think Cousins, that helps or hurts? He doesn't them? use. He doesn't really use the tight end position. I feel like the Irv Smith guy was okay there for a bit. Yeah, but it's like I don't see how Hawkinson's see. Like I don't think he's any different than what he would be in Detroit. Yeah. Um, I just don't think. I mean, he's a. It's probably a better offensive like scheme in mind. Like, and he's a. It would really depend piece, if you're going like, to use him like that. You know, like they I, traded I don't know. for him. I don't see why yeah. you're not. It's not like this guy just fell into your lap. Like, they wanted him on the team. I, I think it can potentially help him, but I, I it's impossible for me to know how he's going to be used. But I, I'm just thinking just of Kirk. Yeah, yeah, just Kirk Cousins historically in Minnesota. Like, they haven't used their tight end. So, yeah, I guess it's a question of is it because they just haven't had ta- tight end, like, talent? I think he's, he's a, a great player. Yeah, I definitely think he's a great player. It's just I'm wondering how he'll be used in Minnesota. I would like for them to actually use the tight end. I would love for him to be bad this week, but, you know, we'll see. I, I, I really don't know until I see him in, actually play in Minnesota. 
And then, yeah, and then DuVernay in the flex. So a potentially scary stack if you're going against that. I'm more nervous about DuVernay only if uh, Mark Andrews doesn't play. Just because, just because Mark Andrews being out means that, yeah, Isaiah likely is good, and I think he's a, he's a he's going to be a stud in the future for the Ravens. Um, but it, it's literally just him and Duvernay out there, I, and I think Demarcus Robinson is their only other option to throw the ball to, because they don't throw it to the running back. I think, I think Drake had like five yards on four catches last week, which is insane. <laughs> Yeah, a couple backwards plays. But yeah, so overall, I think Travis is putting out a decent lineup. Any boom or bust on this team before we move over to to yours? Um, If I had to pick a bust, I would say TJ Hawkinson. I think (laughs) Washington's number one against the tight end. And I don't don't I don't think it's because I don't think it's because they're so good. It's just that they're so bad everywhere else that there's just I, I would assume that teams are just able to throw to open receivers constantly against them. Fair enough. And then let's move over to you. You got Herbert back against Atlanta. Ideally a nice get right spot for him. Or would you call it a get right spot? What are your kind of feelings towards him kind of underperforming for you thus far? Are you optimistic he can turn it around or you think I'm he optimistic he can on? turn it around only because I know that Justin Herbert is good. You know? Yes. So I do think he's going to turn it around. It's just, I'm not sure if it's too little too late, but I do love this matchup against Atlanta. Uh, The last four weeks, they've let up 17-40-16-20 against quarterbacks. So they've played Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Joe Burrow. They got absolutely decimated by, but even P.J. Walker had success against them. So yeah, I I do like Herbert in this spot. I just need him to kind of... I need that... 40 point week for him that I've been waiting for. And he yeah. just hasn't done. And, and it's been since he broke his ribs. Like he, he, since he broke his ribs, he's been kind of middle of the pack level quarterback. And that's just not what I drafted him for. Yeah, no doubt. You definitely want some weak winner quarterback performances from a guy you're taking in the first like four rounds, I'd say as a general rule. Yeah, so exactly. I, I think this is a nice spot for him coming off a bye as well. Correct. They were off last week. Yeah, so yeah, I'm hoping so, that I mean, they've been prepping. The for... ribs are going to be feeling good, and he's going to have a a good week this week against a bad defense. And then you got Mixon at RB one with Saquon on the bye, and then Gibson, who still is performing even with the not emergence, but the return of Brian Robinson. I, I think Gibson has proved he's that he's still That's viable. He's better. I said this when he got benched, if you remember. I said yeah, it was like last week or two weeks ago. This is why I hate Ron Rivera, because Gibson is clearly the better player. And he's not only has he been proving it with limited touches, but he's like putting up fantasy points. Like and so like I actually don't feel as bad starting him this week, especially in a game script against Minnesota where I'm expecting Washington to be behind. Carson Wentz doesn't really utilize his running back out of the backfield, but Taylor Heineke does. So I think that it's no you know coincidence that since Carson Wentz has been hurt that Antonio Gibson has gotten a lot more looks out of the backfield. He's just more athletic than Brian Robinson. I just don't think Washington has the offensive line for a running back like Robinson, and that's why Gibson's uh, having success. And then for Mixon, 
all I've been seeing all week is like just terrible news about him, like that he's like one of the least efficient running backs in the NFL on a per touch basis. But like he's still getting like so many touches every single week. So like I would love for him to put up like the RB one numbers that he was putting up last year. And he still is an RB one on the year. It's just like, like a lot of these guys I have in my roster, like I just need those like no winning week winner. From. Yeah. Yeah. I just haven't had it. He's this getting year, his 15 every one week, game. which is great behind Saquon, who's kind of always getting 15 as well. Yeah. So it's like great for an RB2, but I didn't like hitting on Saquon in the second and then thinking that Mixon was going to be the same as last year. Like, I was just like, oh shit, I'm fucking stacked at running back. And it's just, he hasn't performed. I still do think you are. It's just, you need the boom weeks, you know, like on yeah. paper. I still like that duo, but. And even Gibson as a three isn't bad at all. And obviously you don't really have to worry about too many more bye weeks with them. So as long as you're healthy, you're still set there. It it is the wide receiver in the flex position that we were talking about that has kind of been your downfall. I see you're going with Amon Ra again this week. Gabe Davis, what are your kind of expectations there? What's the thought process? Uh, For Amon Ra, it's just like I'm never going to bench the guy just because of how much value he can provide he's been down though because he's he's had injuries that he's been dealing with and he had to buy the last four weeks so i'm hoping that last week he he did pretty well against miami um he could have had a touchdown but the one thing that he's really got going for him is that there's nobody in detroit to compete with him for targets now that hawkinson's gone and swift is like banged up so i do think that against green bay Detroit is going to be down pretty early in this game. So I just expect there to be so much passing volume that he provides like a good return this week for me. And then Gabe Davis. I'm really excited about him this week simply because he's not going to have to line up against sauce Gardner. Yeah. As, as long as he travels with Diggs, that'll be a great matchup to look at. I'm, oh yeah. I'm not sure how long the jets can kind of hang around cause no one really has, but that, that'll be Let- good. In the, yeah, I'm the looking forward quarters, to that one at a least. Lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, I mean, Gabe Davis very well could have a nice game. I mean, no, no one stopped the Bills, so if he's scoring, then that's great. But the the Jets defense has played well. I, I don't know if they're gonna be the Josh Allen stopper though. You know, I, I could see them yeah. kind of hanging in there for a half and then potentially getting more out of hand late, but. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's a fine flex, and then Joshua or he's a wide receiver too. Joshua Palmer in the flex. What's what are you thinking there? You like the stack or what's going on? Yeah, I'm really going for the upside of the stack and the fact that Garrett Wilson's playing Buffalo. Like I'm not expecting much out of him at all this week. But the biggest thing for Joshua Palmer is Keenan Allen is not going to play, and Michael Williams is not playing. Oh wow! So. He's literally the only option there. It's a crazy good matchup for Justin Herbert and him. And he's also been, you know, sneakily pretty solid this year. He's He's been a good, like, wide receiver three. And especially in weeks where Keenan Allen and Mike Williams aren't playing, like, uh, I'm definitely expecting a lot. Like, last week, they both didn't play, and he had nine catches. Or, sorry, uh, two weeks ago, they both didn't play, and he had nine catches for 57 yards and... 12 targets so yeah i think you'll you'll be fine and then just so you know live update but uh the texans just scored on philly 
which is not good for my Philly minus 14 bet. So Or your defense. Or my Eagles. defense. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking at the matchup. I think it's pretty even, honestly. I, I like the quarterbacks. I like the running backs. I think you both kind of have. It's going to be decided by the receivers, I'd say. And I'll go with you here. I'll, I'll go with you here. You need a win. We, we, we got to boost you back up. I'll, uh, I'll go with Team Poe here in this matchup. Yeah, I'm going to take me because it would just be so... It would be a bizarre world if Travis's team started off so bad and now he's suddenly just so much better. That's why I did want to pick Trav, too. I wanted him to go like on an eight-game winning streak and just kind of like flip the league. But Yeah, I, I need this win. I need this win this week. Bad. You, you both need it. This might be a loser-leaves-town game. Yeah. I, in fact, stamp it that. Loser-leaves-town. Yeah. <laughs> Loser-leaves-town. Uh, boom or bust before we go? Or do you do a boom? Oh, my boom is Joshua Palmer this week. I just need it from him. Yeah, I need it from him. And I will say if Mark Andrews plays, I won't be playing Isaiah likely, most likely. Understood. So who would your other tight end be? Do you have one or no? I don't have one because Njoku's hurt. Dulcich, the week I pick him up, goes on a bye the next (laughs) week. It's been rough. We'll be monitoring that. But let's move on to uh, Corey v. Curtis. This is a fun one. Nice, good amount of shit talk, I'd say, between these two. You want to start with Corey? Yeah, well, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say it again. Uh, I said it week one, and I'm just going to continue saying it. Uh, Gina, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I was right about that, and I said it early. And I'm never going to let that, you know, ever leave your memory, Billy. I mean, that's fine. You, you have backwards tripped into it but i'll I'll give you your credit and then i'll I'll let you have your weekly victory lap and remind us i mean it would stop if Corey found a different quarterback to start and then we didn't have to keep seeing his name every week but here we are so yeah well i did say even to Corey that one week i said you know hey i would pick this guy up and play him over every over the i think he was starting like uh maybe Andy Dalton or something that week, and I was like, I would definitely play Geno Smith over this guy, and he's had him in the lineup since then. Um, Smart guy, listening to the pod, taking taking some lessons away. Yeah, and then also uh, it's it's worth saying that you know the Cardinals are trash. They're like absolutely terrible. They're bad against the pass, and I expect him to have you know a pretty big week again this week. I know he didn't do too crazy against Arizona the last time, but. I don't know. He's just playing really well right now. Lockett and Metcalf are healthy. So, yeah, I'm expecting him to have a pretty good week. Then the running backs, a little ugly. James Conner with the questionable against Seattle. And then Deontay Foreman, who had like three touchdowns last week. A pretty sick game. Going against the Bengals this time. What are your kind of thoughts there? I don't. Is James Conner even going to play? That I don't know, honestly. He's kind of been questionable at this time. The past he hasn't few played weeks. the last three weeks. Yeah. He's been questionable, and then he is missed. So he's limited today in Thursday's practice. So what are his... Oh, if he, he doesn't get enough full before Sunday, he's not going to play. Wow, he's not playing thought. Jonathan Taylor right now. Well, he he can't because he's hurt. He's also going to be... Uh, Who's the, more likely Jonathan to Taylor's play, Taylor be like or worst. Connor? Um... Connor, actually. Jonathan Taylor isn't practicing at all right wow. now. 
yeah. So he Corey is getting fucked at the, and it, it's unfortunate because his wide receivers are pretty good, but he's getting fucked at the running back position this year. Yeah, if you're saying Andrews might not play either, like this could be a this could be a yeah. bad week. But to talk about Deonta Foreman, um, he should be fine just because through volume, like alone, he's going to get enough touches to probably hit that ten points he's projected. But you know. Last week's daddy dicking by Chubb against the Bengals, like, aside from that, like, the Bengals haven't been a bad running defense. They've let up two touchdowns to running backs all year before that game against Chubb, Philly. So I don't think Foreman's going to have a repeat of last week like he did against the terrible Falcons defense. So my expectations are very definitely tempered. Like, he's going to struggle, I think, to get to, like, that 10-point mark that he's projected. Is is Chuba Hubbard back? I think that is a main reason why he had all. The I think even if he well. is, I think even if he is, Chuba was good the week gonna, before. Yeah, I still think he's gonna get enough touches. If Chuba's back, I would take back that he's gonna get enough touches to hit the ten points. I just think the ten points is like indicative of his ceiling rather than a four. That's fair. So, yeah, I mean, I don't love the running backs. We'll see kind of how it goes. I like Kurtz too. Stevenson's turned into a beast, but I don't, I don't want to get disorganized. Yeah. Godwin, he's just—he's the new Brandon Cooks. He's just permanently at fourteen, like every yeah. week. It's crazy. I, I think this sums up Godwin. This is what I wrote down in my notes. I don't care. Boring. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about Chris Godwin. Yeah, it's it's tough. It because you expect him to kind of. Him and Evans were both like wide receiver one, borderline two kind of thing, and then now he's just kind of a, a good flex play, and then just yeah. seeing him in the wide receiver one is, got to be concerning for Corey. I bet he's struggling to pop open the app most days. Mm-hmm. And then Juju, he's just kind of been inconsistent. I guess would be the word he had two good games before the bye so maybe he starts getting it going but kind of it seems like every time Corey ends up playing him he drops like a four or six or something and then yeah, yeah. i 100% he's just had bad that. luck with playing him honestly yeah so on top <laughs> I feel like of I that i always see him having 25 on the bench but yeah go ahead so it sucks that as soon as he's relevant and doing well in the Kansas City offense. to turn into Kadarius Tony yeah, conversation. That young Joker is there <laughs> to take all of those touches away from him. And so that's for that reason and for that reason alone, based on absolutely no stats, Juju's my bust for Corey this week. <laughs> Just because Kadarius <laughs> is going to magically learn the Andy Reid offense yeah. in like four days. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, very valid point there. Um, Andrews may be out. As well, I yeah he, he didn't a, or he's got Gasicki I think as the security blanket there, but yeah, obviously he's not uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, so what I have written down for Mark is he didn't practice today and he might not play Monday, and if that's not the case, I think it's likely with likely underlined. Get it? Gasicki yeah, yeah. will be a good replacement. Um, and I will say that. I did trade for Mark Andrews this week in fantasy. And if he doesn't start this or in dynasty, and if he doesn't start the same week I traded for him, it will just be one of the funniest things in the world. 
I mean, I think it's got to be trending that way, but yeah, I do. I don't think he's gonna play. Is my if you ask me right now, I don't think he's gonna play Monday. So yeah, I don't think he should play either. I don't think they need him to win this game against New Orleans. We'll see. New Orleans been a little feisty lately, but which leads us to Chris Olave. I think that's Corey's best receiver. Like he really hit a home run with this pick. I feel he's then. the best rookie receiver this year. He's dope. He's very like good. he's. De- he, I think he's like far and away the best receiver this year for the rookie class yeah i mean we'll see how the second half goes there's guys that are if they have a good second half they can kind of catch him but yeah just as far as he's also their entire passing offense it's worth noting too with michael thomas yeah since we too and michael thomas out like it's been chris olavi all all year for them um and then i would also say that baltimore's defense like literally can't stop a nosebleed marcus peters is is there and he sucks he's like falling off so hard from when he was good early on in his career so yeah i think olave like one thomas out two baltimore's defense sucks like i would be shocked if he doesn't have a huge week this week for Corey. and then yeah that's pretty much his whole team uh so it sounds like we like olave and we're kind of you will you love gino and then we're a little meh on everyone else for the most part but by his injury is just very hard on him it seems so yeah we'll see how it goes let's go over to curtis josh allen jets that's probably a home run i expect him to kind of outpace gino yeah i did say week one that i thought josh allen was going to be the mvp this year and i don't think he's done any i I don't think anybody besides these stupid interceptions he throws like just trying to get cute with it at the end of game sometimes but I don't think there's anybody who has a better case for the MVP besides him this year. Jalen Hurts, maybe. Yeah, potentially. But Jalen Hurts is losing to the Texans right now. So they're in his hometown of Houston. Yeah, so we'll see. But running backs, DeAndre Swift, Stevenson. Stevenson's been so good. I, yeah, I'm just very surprised. I love that him. The Patriots kind of have finally produced like a, like a bell cow type back. He, he's been awesome. DeAndre Swift continues to be banged up he still kind of got his points on a touchdown catch i think last week but are you kind of concerned that he'll never get to that full rb1 that top 10 pick kind of potential i'm concerned because i think the lions are just like dan campbell sucks as a coach like i think that's pretty clear now right it sucks to say it but yeah he's just a momo like we had a Dan Campbell S guy and Joe Judge, and yeah, for the first year we were like, "Fuck yeah, we love this guy." Yeah. And then like five weeks into week t- into season two, you're like, "Oh wait, like yeah, this guy's cool, but like he fucking sucks at coaching football." And I think one of the other things that's going on with Detroit right now is like, he's not only does he suck at football, but he's so bad at like disclosing the actual severity of his players' injuries. So, like, DeAndre Swift, like, he's not practicing again this week, and he's nursing so many injuries. Like, it must suck to own him because it's like you never know if he's actually going to play. And I I don't know if he's going to play this week against Green Bay. Which would leave him – does he have another running back? Oh, he's got Naheem Hines in Buffalo. Is this yeah. the other option it looks like? So, so like, this this guy is a great – yeah, he's a great running back, but he's, like, fucking Curtis right now. Um but then I would say for Stevenson, like, he's my boom of the week in this matchup this week because I just think he's so fucking good. Like, in Dynasty, I traded for him. I gave up Hopkins 
for him and got him in a second back in Dynasty before the year because I believed that he was going to be like the next big thing for the Pats and it's kind of paid off for me. Um, and I, yeah, I, I just think that the Colts are such a depressing dumpster fire of a team right now that I just expect the Pats to just absolutely smash their face in. And Stevenson is going to have a great day on the ground and through the air. All right, and then let's go to the receivers. A.J. Brown, he's playing right now. He's got one catch so far. I expect him to score, I'd say, at least once against Houston. So I think he's kind of outscoring Godwin considerably, I imagine, or at least by 5 or 10. Yeah, and I'm not going to let the game going on paint my kind of notes that I had on this. So this is all I have to say. The Eagles are 14-point favorites, and he's the number one target on their offense. He's going to shit on the Texans today. It's only it's early in the game, but yeah, I'm convinced that he's going to shit on the Texans. Yeah, they're today. literally second in goal right now, so it could come right now. But Alan Lazard, not exactly like a needle mover for Jamar Chase being out, but that being said, going against Detroit, he could score as well potentially and kind of have a nice wide receiver two week. I'd probably like Juju a little more if we're matching the two up, but... I don't think you lose a ton as long as Lazard doesn't totally bust. What are your kind of feelings there? So I think so. The one thing is like he missed last week against Buffalo, so I'm not sure if he's actually playing healthy. Yeah. Um, but if he does play, like I think he's shown so far that he's clearly like Rogers's favorite target in the offense right now. So he's just gonna get enough work that he's going to be, you know, kind of kind of like a high floor play this week, but. I would agree with you. I think I think Juju's got the higher ceiling, but I think Lazard is just a safe wide receiver to play this week. And then Everett obviously gives up a little bit at tight end if Andrews is playing, but if it ends up just being Everett versus Kosicki, I don't really lean either way there. And then Metcalf against Arizona. I can't believe he fucking played last week, so he's just totally yeah. fine. Like... Yeah, yeah so, and he looked good too, honestly. Yeah, I have for DK Metcalf, like, Geno's elite, DK's elite, and his injury last week, like, didn't slow him down. And did you see how bad he juked a Dory Jackson out? Like, yeah, on the fade he ran route like a all fake over fade NFL wall. today. Yeah, while Kenneth Walker was running. Yeah, in. like, that was pretty, pretty and he nasty was move. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to absolutely shit on the shitty Cardinals this week. Um, he should have a, a pretty big day. And and Gerald Everett, I'm kind of pissed I dropped him now because I dropped him assuming that Najoku was my guy. And then he got hurt. So, yeah, Gerald Everett I think is going to be a good spot this week because Williams and Keenan Allen are both going to be out. So it's going to be literally Everett, Josh Palmer, and, and Eckler there. You see Eckler also popped up on the injury report today? We'll yeah, last second injury it. report with an abdomen injury. I saw that. But yeah, you got boom or bust and then a pick before we move on. Here. Yeah, so my boom for this one is Stevenson, and I think I said it already, but my bust is Juju. Okay. Let's go over to Husser v. Oh, and I'm taking Curtis. Sorry, I'm taking Curtis. Oh, you're good. I will also take Curtis. And yeah. Let's go to Troy V. Husser. Okay. You want to start with Husser? He used to not like the sight of his team. Now he's 5-3, and three, riding high. What, what are your kind of thoughts on Husser's team and wh- how far it's come? 
Um, yeah, I I don't understand how he's five and three. I, I I'm still looking at his roster. I'm shocked that he's five and three, and he beat me last week because of how bad my wide receiver position has been. So, yeah, I I, I still don't love his team. It's just ETN has turned into such a threat. Like, let's start with him actually, because I have him. I have him in the South Jersey League. Like, ETN has turned into exactly like the running back we thought he could be you know if they actually gave him more touches like earlier in the year and dude he i mean you watched the the giants game he played great and did you watch this london game last week no but i I saw i saw his highlights and i know he looks absolutely amazing and like hosser definitely i think moving forward like etn's gonna be in contention He'll end the year as an RB1, but I think like he could end up being the RB1 through the rest of the year. He's just so involved with the Jaguars offense and like he's just carrying them in games. Like the the Denver game last week, the fact that they lost that game was like insane to me. They should not have lost that game. Like this dude played out of his mind last week. Yeah, it was just Lawrence throwing dumb interceptions and yeah, just the Jaguars just are not there yet. But yeah, yeah, he's been great. Dalvin Cook's been good, and then Burrow has heated up pretty considerably as well. Aside from the weird he just can't Monday beat the Browns. Like, I don't know why he can't beat the Browns. Yeah, it makes no I don't sense. Know. He's got like a mental like block against the Browns. Like I definitely expect Burrow this week against Carolina. Like I expect him to have a good bounce back week, and he'll he'll probably give Husser like that twenty point uh, return. Yeah. I have no problem with Burrow, Carolina. I think that's a nice bounce back spot for him. Then Lockett and then a T. Marshall Jr. So Lockett obviously looked great against the Giants. He dropped another touchdown. Otherwise, he would have had a massive week. And then I'm going to need help. I have no idea who T. Marshall Jr. is. I have no idea. Where did Husser find this guy? (laughs) I think Husser just went to the waiver wire and whoever was projected the highest he took. I've never heard of this player. Yeah, because my no for Husser when I was looking at these matchups earlier was wide receiver one because C.D. Lamb is on by. I was like, wide receiver one, not sure what Tom's plan is here. But if he starts Robbie Anderson, he has absolutely no chance. That's what I have written down. His name so. is Terrace, not Terrence. Like Terrace. Oh, I thought it was Terrence. No, I'm it's just seeing Terrace, it. like a like a road, like a street Terrace. in your town. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is. I guess he had four catches last week on nine targets. He had nine targets. Oh last my god, he's wide receiver he's, one. He's, because you know, want to know what? He's probably like buried on the death chart in Carolina, but PJ Walker PJ is the get third that work string. In late. Yeah, so him and PJ have a connection, I would think. And that's why he just a shitty him. quarterback starts playing. Yeah. And he starts using yeah. the shittiest receiver. It's like, these two. Yeah. But yeah, I have no idea. I have nothing to say about him, but I will say about <laughs> Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, if I wasn't a Giants fan. I'd be circle jerking his resilience last week to come back and score that touchdown after like his absolute blunders yeah. earlier in the game. He literally kept us in the game, fumbling and dropping a touchdown. Fumbled, yeah. dropped a touchdown. Like he could have had a gigantic week last week, and he just like it's crazy. He he did have the resilience to give it to come back, and I do like Tyler Lockett, so I will give him props. Like that was a really good game by him last week. Yeah, fuck him. But <laughs> let's go to Michael Carter. He kind of had his first week as the guy again. 
with the Jets. He only had seven carries, though. I don't think James Robinson got a ton either. All Michael Carter proved last week is that he isn't the guy, and that's why they drafted Brees Hall. No, I, I'm not going to shit on Michael Carter. He had four catches as well. Oh, I'm going to shit on him. I mean, the weird thing is, I'm very surprised by that number. I didn't look at it until right now, but they were in that game and leading. I mean, dude, like, why didn't they reason. run the ball at all? Dude, because there's a re- like, there's a reason why they traded for James Robinson. There's a reason why they drafted Brees Hall. Like, clearly, they don't like him, right? They just like, drafted no way. him. It's it's still their guy. Yeah, but they took him in like the fourth or fifth round. No, dude, he's a pretty high pick. He went to UNC. I, I so. know I thought he was a fourth round pick. I'm going to look this up. It's probably third. I'm, I'm looking a... it up right now. I got it. But yeah, I mean, Michael Carter. Yeah, was... round four. Round four pick. 107. All right, whatever. Early fourth. But I don't know. Maybe so it was just so maybe they don't like him that much. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like maybe Rasp likes him and like random WFAN callers like him. So I was like, yeah. oh, the Jets love this guy. But... I don't hate Michael Carter. <laughs> the only reason why I'm shitting on him is because I'm making him my bust of the week. So I got to shit on him a little bit. Against this... Buffalo, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. a tough spot for him. Granted, they Zach might be Wilson... down and go into the dump-offs, but... We'll see, and Zach Wilson and the Jets, though, last week, like, struggled against, like, what that I was, consider... That was a really bad game. Like, that, that was is an a embarrassing game bad a... loss. Uh... Yeah, and I hate to show... Like, the Giants and the Jets both had, like, a comeback-to-earth game last yeah. week, but this is a game where the Jets had all the momentum coming into it, and... It's by all accounts what I would consider like an average Patriots team. And they just didn't look good. And I just think if the Patriots average defense is going to do that against them. The what Bills, do you think the Bills, the Bills are defense a scary is going to do for them? Yeah, like this is an absolute. This is a whooping coming, I would think, for the Jets. I hope not, honestly. Like I kind of want the Bills to be a little mortal, but... It seems like unless Josh Allen's just dicking around with the ball, like they kind of blow people out, but we'll see. I mean, on his bench, he doesn't really have options for like these two questionable starts, I'd say. He's got A.J. Dillon against Detroit. Maybe I go there. But, I mean, the issue is really this T. Marshall Jr. I don't really... I would start A.J. Dillon over Michael Carter, 100%. Yeah, I think that's fair, but... Especially against Detroit. Yeah, I, I'd agree there. And then it, it's just the receiver, so we'll see what he kind of does there. But let's go over to Troy, who is somehow, some way, he's like probably two wins away from getting in the playoffs, honestly, despite some yeah. very down weeks. He exploded last week, which we kind of predicted. We're like, hey, this looks kind of good. Yeah, we did say that. I do remember that. He's got Heineke against Minnesota, though. Meanwhile, Burrow across the way. That's that's a daunting task, I'd say. Yeah, so I did say to Husser how much I hate Washington this week, and he's like, oh, Minnesota's overrated. Like, both can be true that Minnesota's overrated, but that Washington is just really bad. And there's one thing I have written down that Minnesota, if you actually look at their games, like, when they play against good quarterbacks because right now they're the 24th against the quarterback position in fantasy when they play against like good quarterbacks in and when i say that i guess you can like kind of put an emphasis on actually good quarterbacks but when they've played kyler mary Tua, uh, aaron Rodgers, and jalen hurts like they've 
they've given up a substantial amount of points to the position, but when they play bad quarterbacks like Goff or James Winston or at the time Justin Fields or this week Taylor Heineke, like they're not giving up a shit ton of points to the position. So I'm not expecting them to have like a crazy good week. Like I'd honestly prefer starting what I consider a better start this week is Marcus Mariota against Los Angeles and he's out there on the waiver wire. That's scary as well. I, I see. I don't think either is a great option. I think you're just going with whichever one will get you 15 and not kill you. Is kind of probably... Derek Carr is out there too. Like I would play Derek Carr over Heineke against Jacksonville. They just got to be honest with you. But yeah, maybe that's a good. Well, that's why he's spot. on the waiver wire. I imagine I, I would. I would drop him too after that. I imagine this isn't Troy's final decision potentially. I, I he's got three more days to kind of dick around with it, but. Yeah. There's options on the waiver wire that I would play over Heineke, personally. That's fair. The The Derek Carr Jacksonville sounds okay, but... Even yeah. Goff against Green Bay might be fine. Yeah, no, I... I it's tough. I, I None of them are really making me scream in one way or another, so... He's got to figure that out. Then Derrick Henry had a fucking sick game last week. It's just getting colder, and I imagine, and the Titans have kind of figured it out. Chiefs, obviously, a tougher matchup, but I don't think that stops them from running the ball and Henry getting his. I bet he scores again. I bet he's in that 25 range, I imagine. I, I think that's just going to be the norm the rest of the way. Yeah, I love Derrick Henry this week. Like He's their entire offense. He's my boom of the week pick for Troy. And... He's just so fucking good. Like, I remember after two weeks, Billy, if you remember, like, week three, we were doing the preview, and you said, who do you have more faith in, like, to get right? And it's, is it Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook? And I, like, definitively said Derrick Henry. And, yeah, I just, I love Derrick Henry. He had some two tough matchups against Super Bowl-level defenses the first two weeks and the Giants and the Bills. And he's playing a shitty Kansas City team who's just been run over all year by good running backs. So... He's going to have a great week. If you remember, like, a few weeks ago, Josh Jacobs had, like, 150 yards and a touchdown against yeah. the same Chiefs defense. So I expect Henry to just kind of not have as, as crazy of a week as last week, but it's not out of the realm of possibility to have another huge week. Yeah, I agree. And then Tyler Algier had a nice game last week. 14 carries as well is nice to see. I believe what's his name, Cordero Patterson, will still be out. So do you kind of expect more of the same? If he can score against the Chargers, that would go a long way into a nice RB2, or do you kind of put him in that just safer, like, 10-point range? All I have written down for Algier is ill, because I just would hate to have to start this guy, to be honest with you. And that's saying a lot, considering my fantasy team so far. Uh, yeah, it's just a gross start. Um, last week, like, they played, like, a pretty kind of susceptible defense in the, the Panthers. They kind of got shit on. Um, I don't... The only thing he's got going for him is that the Chargers defense is terrible against the run. So I definitely think he will return at least a high floor. It's just, like... I don't know. This guy just doesn't excite me at all. So, yeah, I think he'll probably hit around that 11-point mark, but I'm not expecting him to have, like, a, a big week. 
I mean, his only option on the bench, it, you see that these teams are just getting thinner and thinner with buys and injuries, obviously. But it's just I James wouldn't put anybody on the bench over him. He's yeah. definitely starting the right guy. He doesn't have anything else to do. It, it, it's a little ugly because the name sucks as well. Like I just learned how to pronounce it like three weeks ago. And it's just like a Falcons running back. But we'll, we'll get to me later. I have an uglier one. So, <laughs> uh yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. I saw your, I saw yours too. Yeah, I, I don't know his name <laughs> off the top of my head, honestly. But yeah, receivers: Jalen Waddle against the Bears. Waddle's just fucking awesome. I yep. imagine that he just kind of keeps it going. He's wide receiver five right now, and then yeah, it, he gets t- he gets the touchdowns seemingly. I think he has considerably more touchdowns than Hill, or he's only got five, but. Yeah, he, he's no. Been Hill really is good. like the between the twenties guy so far this year. You're right to think that way. But yeah, Waddle's awesome. I think Waddle Lockett. That's a great matchup back and forth. Rondell yeah. Moore had a nice game last week, and yeah, he's. It's tough to say. It's definitely Hopkins as the number one, but I think he has or he will continue to benefit if Hollywood continues to be out, which I think it's pretty long term IR. So I don't I don't hate that start against Seattle. They have some good corners, but again, he's kind of thin. Not this was really his only choice. Looking at it honestly, with Cooks out, so I I don't hate this start. I I like it better than T Marshall Jr. Yeah, I definitely like it a lot better than T Marshall Jr. The only thing I'll say about Rondell Moore is I'm not expecting a big week out of him or to repeat kind of last week like. Seattle's defense has been pretty good the last four weeks. I don't know if you noticed that. And the last time he played Seattle, this was a stat line, six six, uh, receptions, 49 yards on 10 targets. That was without DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't see a world, or I just don't see him getting 10 targets this week. And Arizona really got kind of shit on the last time they played Seattle, and I don't think Seattle's done anything but get better since then, so I'm not expecting them to have as big a week this week. And then getting over to Waddle, my notes are just saying, you know, hey, as long as Tua is playing, like he's a good start every single week, and that should continue this week. And Miami between him and Hill just has so much speed on the outside that it's nearly impossible to shut down their passing game with a guy like Tua in there because Tua's an accurate thrower, and he he's playing within the offensive system that Mike McDaniels has designed for him. So as long as he's playing, I think Jalen Waddle and obviously Tyreek Hill are just absolutely great starts every week. And then Tyler Boyd has been good as well. He was good even when Chase was playing and with Chase out. He didn't have the huge game that we kind of were hyping up him and um, Higgins to have, but... I think this is a fine matchup for Carolina, and I also always like when you have a receiver going against the opposing quarterback and you can kind of steal points there. I like that in the flex over Michael Carter. And then, yeah, I, I'd i say overall I kind of like this team better. I like Troy to get the six wins, and then he kind of just needs one or two more to get in the playoffs is my prediction. Yeah, Troy is my pick this week, and then going back to Boyd. Yeah, I think with Chase out, that he's just a huge, huge play for Cincinnati. Like, he's kind of like their safety valve, you know? And so I think he's going to have a pretty good week. Uh, one of the things is, like, Carolina's defense against wide receivers is just terrible, too. 
So he's playing in a plus matchup in a game where I'm expecting, or at least I'm hoping, that the Bengals kind of write what happened last week and just go out there and kind of smash the Panthers. Um, but we'll see. And then we didn't talk, talk about Tyler Higby, but I'm not sure if he's going to play this week because he got pretty banged up last week in the game, um, which is unfortunate because I think there's rumblings that Cooper Cup could potentially not play this week. And if that's the case, I would think Higby, just based on targets alone, would be such a huge play this week. So that's just something to pay attention to, as I'm sure Troy is already. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't see like the injury designation, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just not huge. sure because I know he like got banged up a little bit last week. Um I don't I, I think he went back in, but it's just something to monitor in case he doesn't play. Fair enough. Do you have boom and bust before we move on? Yeah, so my boom was Henry and then my bust is Michael Carter. Okay. Cool. Let's go over to Muller Brock. Start with Muller. He's got Kirk Cousins. Oh, and then, oh my God, we got a scary running back duo. Isaiah Pacheco, Rashad White of Tampa Bay. What the hell happened here? Where are the running backs? He's just dealing with, like, terrible injury and bye week luck this week. I mean, it's just McCaffrey and Zeke, but... Yeah, I'm glad you started with the running backs because my my note is that his entire running back position this week is literally my bust of the week. Both of them. <laughs> because Pacheco, like, he could get touches. Um, he I think he started the last time they played. I think he was the starter technically. But Biennemi came out this week and said, like, yes, he's the starter. But as long as all three guys are shooting up and all three guys are playing they're all going to get touches. So, like, that's, like, the absolute last thing you want to hear when you have a a running back in this backfield, especially the Chiefs, who, like, even though Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is so talented, like, for whatever reason, they just don't use him. Um, And then on top of that, for White, it's just, like, you're basically hoping that the Buccaneers are beating the Rams so badly that White is in there getting a consistent amount of touches or that Fournette gets hurt early and then White's getting touches. Because even though I like Rashad White in the future for Tampa Bay, I think right now what Tampa Bay has shown is like they give Fournette that bell cow role where like he's getting consistently like around 20 touches a game, you know? Yeah, whether they're down big, up big, scoring a lot, not scoring, it seems like they don't really deviate. So I... I... Off the top of my head, I, I feel like I never see Rashad White out there just watching Bucks games or at least. No, snippets. unless they're unless they're up big. Like the last time he had a I mean, bunch of when's the last time they've blown someone out and you think they're gonna blow out the well, Rams? It's been, I... it's been been forever, honestly. Yeah. But... So yeah. And then touching on Kirk Cousins because you Revenge didn't Revenge game. Him. Yeah, I shouldn't have skipped him. Yeah. I was just surprised by the running backs. So that was the one thing that I'm glad you brought it up. Revenge game for Kirk Cousins. He hates the commanders dude he hates that they didn't pay him he hates that they let him like that he hates that they let him walk and i fully expect him in this 1 p.m window against a terrible defense like i think the vikings are gonna shit on the commanders this week and they're terrible against the pass and like we were talking about earlier like i'm looking forward to seeing like 
how is Hawkinson going to be used in this offense? Because of like, if he's used as like a primary pass catching role, obviously behind Justin Jefferson, Bill, I know you're probably worried about Hawkinson, right? But you know, it'll just open up more opportunities in the passing game. So if Hawkinson's out there, Justin Jefferson's out there, Thielen's out there, and Dalvin Cook is out there, it's just so much firepower on offense. So it, it, I think it only helps Kirk. I think you're digging yourself a big hole, going all in on the Kirk Cousins oh. bandwagon here. The, this could be freezing cold, honestly. We'll I, see. I mean, I, I have no faith in Washington. That's what's really driving my Washington's won three in a row. I don't know if they're as dead as you think, and I don't think Kirk Cousins is a fiery enough guy to use this revenge uh, plot that you've crafted for him. And then well, also, kid, like, I mean, they I don't know. they did pay him. They franchise tagged him like four Dude, years in a row. Like he probably made beating. more money. He doesn't give a shit. It's not like they're beating great. They beat the Bears by three point or five points. They beat the Packers by two points and the Colts by the Colts with Sam Ellinger, by the way, by one point last week. They're not blowing these teams out. And the Vikings are a lot better than the last three teams they've played. Who are the Vikings blowing out? The Vikings here. Let me pull up the Vikings schedule. Actually, now that you say that, how dare uh, you? I don't think they blew. Did they blow out the Cardinals? I don't think so. And then it was Miami with a, a random quarterback. Was it Teddy or someone else? And then they played Chicago. And then they barely beat New Orleans. Like, it's all the same shit. They barely beat Detroit. I don't know. If you want to go uh, strength the schedule and make the Vikings some they world shit on the They did get shit on by the Eagles, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Now you are got me fucking second-guessing it, Bill. Just let me... To do my hot takes and all sound right. stupid. I'm just no. You were going deep, and I was gonna say, don't put all your eggs in this basket. Oh, I'm like, doing this it. This could go just, so badly for you. I are, as soon as I say something, I have to just continue to stick with it, even if I'm wrong. All right, we'll see where the Vikings are in like three weeks. I could see them kind of. <laughs> I'll be like seven and five <laughs> coming coming back to earth. But let's yeah, we'll go see. to receivers. We'll do Evans McLaurin. Both good starts. Uh, Terry's looked so much better with Heineke, I feel. And then Evans had a nice bounce-back game. But do you expect him getting it done against Ramsey in this spot? Do you think this is kind of the one? I know you hate the Rams, but is this kind of a matchup they can win? Like, How's this game going in your head? In my head, this is going to be like a 17-14 to game. Is that what you're envisioning, too? Maybe a little more scoring than that. I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's going to be more score. These offenses stink, dude. Both of these offenses have huge holes at offensive line. They kind of stink. Yeah. But having said that, like, I'm not scared about the Rams' defense, really, or Ramsey, because they haven't been playing this good at all during the year. Um, and then on top of that, Evans is like he's actually been healthy this year and been consistently there for tom brady for the most part and he's the, his favorite target like he really is def- always healthy there's this like weird fake injury concern he like with him looks and... like he's gonna die he missed he's one a, game he's this always year. questionable but he plays like 15 games every week yeah or every year and rather. he just dude he he just gets consistent targets 11 15 8 10 like he just is tom brady's guy there like the guy he trusts so he's, good as hell. he's fine he's better than aj green Oh, he's much better than AJ Green. It's not even remotely <laughs> close of a competition. And then McLaurin, like you said, like I have written down, you know, Heineke loves this guy. He's shown in the last two weeks now that he's finally starting. And Terry McLaurin just 
in terms of talent, kind of like a DJ Moore, which I'm fucking pissed that I don't have him anymore now. But DJ Moore, like, this guy's, like, too good to not be seeing consistent targets. So, you know, I think he should be a fine play against Minnesota, especially in a game where I think Washington's going to have to pass the ball a lot. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you're saying. And that overall, just the receiver position looks good. And then it's just the running backs and Kirk Cousins that could be the difference here, as far as I'm concerned. But any anyone any bench decisions? Not really. Everyone's on by or injured. It's just Brady over Cousins, I'd say, is the one decision he kind of has. Would you do Brady against the Rams or Cousins? Or... I would be. I'm definitely starting Cousins. All right. Definitely. And so, then we, Darren Waller, kind of been, kind of looking back, like I didn't like the trade at first either when he traded Pollard over there, especially because he has. That looks eat. real bad. And now it looks even worse. Um, Darren Waller hasn't played in, I think, three weeks now, including the bye. And he didn't play against Kansas City or he left early. I can't remember. Since four but, weeks. Yeah, this is why we thought the two tight end strategy for Corey is terrible. It's crazy that he was able to get Pollard back for this guy, but we'll see. And then Drake London, like, the only thing I can say about him is, like, I think he's up there with Olave's being, like, him and Garrett Wilson and Olave. I, I think all of them have looked great yeah. this year. It's just for Drake London, it's just like, this guy is being held back entirely by Marcus Mariota. And it really is like a week to week thing on what the game plan is. Like, hey, are you gonna allow Drake London to be Drake London or are you gonna allow Kyle Pitts to be Kyle Pitts? And until they have a better quarterback there in Atlanta, like it's really just like honestly props to Arthur Smith, but like he's really just kind of manufacturing wins for the team this year. It's definitely not the coach I thought he was coming into this year. But I think it's like a similar situation to Dable where like he's just finding ways to, to win games for the Falcons this year. I wish they'd lose more so they could just be fun and like play Desmond Ritter instead of just kind of flirting with the playoffs. So it's like, oh, we just got to keep watching Mariota every week. Yeah, I know. It's just kind I, of how I, I feel about the Falcons. But yeah, no, I, I, I love London. I, I, I think using the quarterback excuse for him, like all those top guys kind of are dealing with the same thing. Like Olave's got like Andy Dalton, Jameis. Yeah. But Andy Dalton is way, b- at, at least in terms of targeting the wide receiver position, he's way better than Mario and Zach Wilson. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, like, well, Wilson Andy actually Dalton had a nice connection a with, uh, Andy Dalton will go out there and throw but... five picks. He'll throw five picks and be like, all right, fuck it. I'm still chucking it up. You know, like he's that kind of quarterback. Yeah. So, We'll see. Anything else with Muller's team, or you want to move to Proc? No, I think we should talk about Proc's team. I'd... Muller's just kind of in... Like, it sucks because if Muller had Judy, McCaffrey, and, like, honestly... Yeah, I think Muller could like... still make a run. I think yeah. this is a tough spot for him, though. If he had those guys in, like, Fryermuth over Waller, like, McCaffrey and Judy in yeah, there, I would 100% be picking I think he was 1-4, and four, right? and he might be on a three-game He was 1-3, uh, yeah, and he's been winning, for sure. And then Proc, who has kind of been losing a bit, but he's got Justin Fields starting. That's a little ballsy. Has he started him before? I, th- I think this is the first time I think Miami. I think he has started him before. Who else did he have a quarterback? Goff? 
maybe he had golf last week i know but oh okay okay so then yeah this is his first time starting what what was his plan going into the year where's his quarterback it was matt stafford oh wow yeah yeah um and he did the smart thing and dropped him which i 100 percent agree with stafford sucks this year stafford really hurt in the super bowl or his uh hall of fame resume this year with what he's doing in la with a terrible offensive line but all right, sorry. To get back to Justin Fields. He's been good the past couple weeks. Yeah, it seems like their coaching staff has finally got their head out of their ass. And they're like, you know, like, hey, why don't we do things that Justin Fields can do? Like, run the ball? Because he's extremely athletic. And it's crazy that, like, as soon as you start playing to a quarterback's strength, like, you see an immediate change in how well he plays. Like, kind of like what you're seeing Just in Daniel Jones. He's more confidence, gear. too. Like, exactly. He's hitting throws. He's being accurate, and on top of that, he he has Chase Claypool now, who I think we all... I'm excited like, to see Claypool. Yeah, I'm excited to see him as, like, a number one option in an offense because I do think, like, we talked about it this week. Like, I, I think that that was a good trade for the Bears. Like, it's kind of exactly what you need to see if Justin Fields can be the guy, and if he's going to play in this offense and, like, they're actually going to tailor things to him, like, I think the Bears, like... I don't think they're going to beat Miami, but like, I think they'll be competitive in this game. And they were competitive last week against Dallas. It was just two. I think it was like two unfortunate turnovers that really blew yeah, that game out for fucking them. Jumped over Parsons and just let him run into the end zone. Like he just needed to yeah. touch him. It was pretty fucked, but yeah, I do. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. He like picked up yeah. the ball and Fields jumped over him, not realizing because it's not like down. college. Yeah, He's, that's like a college thing where you don't have to touch. Them. I think he also just didn't really want to dive headfirst into a pile when they were already losing. But regardless, Fields has been good. I think he has the rushing upside. I think he can outscore Cousins. Like I think it's ballsy, but I do I think, think he can plays. outscore Cousins. You're not wrong. Yeah. And then running backs, Jacobs was beastly prior to last week. I think he gets back on schedule against the Jags. And then Kenyon Drake on Baltimore. Baltimore running backs just been so hard, like to predict, and you haven't even really gotten the great weeks. The thing is, he Kenyon Drake had the nice game, or at least a decent amount of runs and a touchdown last week. Would yeah, I think that of... was more of a function of just that Gus Edwards wasn't there. Gus if Edwards Gus didn't Ed... play last week. He, uh, you remember he went out early with that hamstring. Okay. I mean, is he... he playing this week or? So this is why it's a 50 50. Cause I think it's not necessarily that Gus is like the commanding running back there. It's just like between him and Lamar Jackson and Gus, like who's going to get the touches. I think Gus Edwards is trending towards playing this week. The last I saw, cause like the hamstring injury wasn't serious, uh, but it's like one of those things where if Gus Edwards is in there, it just limits his upside a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked if they just hold out Gus because he was already coming off an injury coming into the year. So they might just want to be overly cautious with him, especially if they have a guy in Kenyon Drake who can kind of go out there and give them what they need from the running back position. But uh, yeah, Regardless, it's kind of in the air. He's not given up much with Rashad White and Pacheco on the other side. I still like the roster yeah, so far yeah, better exactly. on Brock's side and then Diggs similar again, to what you said for you jacobs go. like he's gonna be fine i they got embarrassed by new orleans last week i don't expect that to happen again i do think the raiders have shown that they absolutely suck so Brock is probably getting a little bit of uh you know 
some solace in the fact that Josh McDaniels is as bad as he has been claiming he is. So, yeah, it, I, I think Jacobs is fine. But there, there's a huge deficit. Like, I would expect Kenyon Drake almost to outperform both Pacheco and White combined this year or this week if Gus Edwards doesn't play. Yeah, so I like the running backs. I like the quarterback. And then Diggs against the Jets is... Obviously, Diggs against anyone is a nice matchup. You know, I'm like I said, I'm excited for him against Sauce, but I still imagine maybe if Diggs doesn't have the massive game, I think he will have some success against him. And then... yeah, I'm I'm excited. I have written down. It's like we t- touched upon it earlier, but yeah, the Diggs versus Sauce matchup is like one of the, I can't wait to see this week. Like I'm glad that the Jets have Sauce in their local team because I'll actually be able to watch it all. You know. Um, but on top of that, like, I think he, like you said, like he's too good. Like they're going to scheme ways to get him the ball. Like he's too good of a player and he's a top three receiver in the league right now. So I would love, I'm really looking forward to this matchup because the only other time that he's played against like a top three receiving group was Miami. And it was when they didn't have Tua. So I don't really count that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I want to see this matchup with Diggs, but I do think like, Proc's fine elsewhere, and I also don't think like I'd be shocked if even if Sauce has a good game, you know, like if Diggs doesn't at least give Proc like 15 points minimum. And then Higgins, we kind of talked about um, Boyd already. Higgins, I mean, more of the same, I imagine. I think he's a good yeah, option. It's a get, he, it's he was a, a good get, option right. with Chase. He's an auto start with Chase yeah. out. You know. Yeah, he 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 hasn't had like those crazy high weeks that he was having like towards the beginning of the year, but he's been pretty good pretty much every week. Like he's going to get a mm-hmm. touchdown or a significant amount of targets again this week. I I think the Bengals are going to beat Carolina pretty handily. So yeah, he should be fine. And then Ertz, we'll give him some tight end shine. He's been pretty good. I feel like yeah. throughout the... he had a pretty good touchdown last week. Yeah, he's he's tight end it was three. Pretty, he's it was producing pretty, pretty consistently. He's double digits every week besides one so far. So shout he out. He had like Ertz. that nice he had that like nice catch into the end zone last week. Um like a weird angled catch into the end zone. Yeah, I I, I think he'll be fine, especially because I think Seattle they're they've been really good against wide receivers lately, so like you almost expect Ertz is gonna have to perform in the spot because of it. Yeah, no doubt. And then Dobbs at the flex. I like it a lot if Lazard is out. If not, it's like, does he score against Detroit? You don't know. There's not really options on his bench other than Alec Pierce or Claypool in this in his debut. Kind of what? Which one would you go with there? Would you say? Oh, I actually have Dobbs as my boom of the week play this Ooh, week. Ooh, go yeah. on. No, yeah, I'm expecting a pretty big week from him because one, Lazard is nursing an injury. So if he doesn't go, like, Dobbs is the clear number one option, like, as you've probably seen, like, on Reddit and, like, just in the media, like, all Aaron Rodgers has done, like, pretty much all year in the last few weeks is, like, shit on his wide receiver group. But one guy that he hasn't shit on and has kind of said he trusts is Dobbs. So Detroit's defense is terrible. And with how bad the Packers have been the last few weeks, like, this is like a game where I just see Rodgers being, like, I'm going to absolutely run up the score against this defense because he'll be able to. So they really need like a bounce pack week, the Packers. And I think this is probably 
the week where they can get that. They're on a four-game losing streak. You know, like something's like, got to give, right? Like, yeah, and he's been good, Dobbs. Like when he's been getting opportunities, he had seven targets last week, a touchdown, and sixty-two yards against a pretty good defense. So, Detroit is literally a dumpster fire on defense. So I'm ex- I'm expecting them to absolutely, you know, lay into them. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if you see Dan Campbell on the hot seat, like potentially fired after this game if they get embarrassed. You don't think they let him finish the year? They shouldn't. I, I don't think they should. They should get a head start on looking at a head coach now. He's he's just not the guy, dude. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I mean, it's a guy you wanted to root for, but he's got like two wins in two years. Like, yeah, yeah, not literally, but I doubt they fire him after this game. I just think after this game, if they get embarrassed at home, that yeah, it's it's gonna be the fire is gonna be on his ass basically. Does he make it to Thanksgiving? Let me see what their schedule is. If they lose back-to-back weeks against the Packers, the Bears, and the Giants, and then they're going into Thanksgiving against the Bills, you have to think, like, yeah, like, around Thanksgiving, <laughs> if he's not fired already, like, he's going to have lost at that point what I expect. Like, I don't think he's going to beat the Packers. I don't think they're going to beat the Bears, especially the Bears as they're playing right now. And I definitely don't think he's going to be the Giants. So you're looking at a one, <laughs> at like a a one in nine start going into the game against yeah. the Super Bowl favorite Bills. Yeah, like, fuck that. He's I doubt he makes it past. He's definitely not making it to Christmas. I'll tell you that much <laughs> for enough. sure. Uh, you got a pick here. I'm going Proc. I'm I'm leaning Proc. I like his running backs a little better, and I think his receivers can kind of hold serve. If if Mueller wasn't fighting a bye week, I would definitely pick Mueller if he had McCaffrey. No, yeah, Judy. I'm just talking yeah. about what I see right now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have to pick Proc, and it's just because Mueller is getting fucked at the running back position. Cool. Let's go to Rasp v. Wells. And we got some action here with the Philly game. Let's see, we got some Yeah, we already. did. We- we definitely do. So let's start. Can we start actually with Wells because he does have. Uh, well, let's. Why don't we talk about the guys going on in the Philly game first, and then we'll get to the rest, so that it's it's earlier in the game still. Yeah, you know what right, I mean. Take it away. All right. So let's. So let's start. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts first. So I have a similar note for him as I did for AJ Brown. Like the Texans are 14 point underdogs. That's all I have to say. He's going to have a big week coming off the bye, and he's playing his hometown of Houston. Like, this is his first time playing in Houston in his career. Like, I know right now through the second, like, he hasn't had a huge game yet, but, like, I'm expecting a big game out of him. Uh, it's just that the first two touchdowns have gone to his running backs. Um, yeah, and he fumbled and as well. And well and Sanders. So, yeah, I was expecting a bit. I'm expecting a big week from him. It's still very early. So, I, I do expect the eagles to blow the doors off of the texans here in the second half yeah that being said it's it's gonna be tough for him to get like the 25 30 when he's sitting at four going into the half like he'll need rushing touchdowns really otherwise this could be a weirdly uncharacteristic down week i'd yeah. say if he's i'm trying like not to let it paint my analysis basically no, fair then damian pierce it doesn't look like they're going away from the run i mean they're not down big either like they can tie it here going into the half so pierce i think is on pace for a nice day 
And then he got Deion Jackson, the uh, Taylor backup, who played extremely well, at least in the one week um, where he had all the rushing duties. He had the 28-point game. So what yeah. do you kind of expect there out of the running backs here? So for Damian Pierce, I just, you know, they're a 14-point underdog for a reason. Like, I don't like him in this matchup. Not needless to say, like, he's been great so far this year. But, like, Nico Collins, as I'm saying that, Pierce is, is making, like, a 30-yard rush. But I'm still <laughs> going to say what I have to say. Um, Nico Collins is out. Brandon Cooks is out. Like, I just figure, like, who else do the Eagles have to focus on? As I'm saying that, he rushes for 30 yards down they their fucking throat. Him. He's at yeah. 82 already. And he's great. Like, he's a great player. And so, like, it's cool to see that he's doing this against, like, an absolute terrible matchup. Um, I don't think he's going to be useless. Uh, I don't expect him to have a huge week. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, like, he's their running back one. And even in the two-minute offense, like, he's their running back one. Like, last week he had 100% of the snaps in their two-minute offense. Like, they're just like, hey, this guy's good. Let's just give him as many touches as possible, and it's working out for him. And then for Deion Jackson, it's just... I expect the Colts to get absolutely dogged out this week by the Patriots. Bill Belichick is, like, insanely good against rookie quarterbacks. Um, The last time he did start, though, he didn't do it, you know, based on, like, hey, he did so much work running the ball it was really just like the receiving front where he had, i think he had like seven seven receptions and seven targets for like 50 yards or so and so I, i'm expecting ellinger is going to get shit on by the patriots this week so Deion jackson is just going to be that safety valve especially that he doesn't really have any competition there in indianapolis with heinz being traded mm-hmm. yeah and then the receivers get a little sticky if cup and allen are out then it's it's gonna be rough. He's gonna go Curtis Samuel and Keenan Allen's definitely gonna be out. It, it, like it, he already said himself, like yeah, he shouldn't have played last week because he tweaked his injury so soon. Yeah, that's fucked. And then I don't. It... I think Cup is gonna miss, dude. I I really do think he's not. Gonna so then play this, the, this is this is a bad wide receiver group. If it's Curtis Samuel and yeah. Uh... DeAndre Carter on the charter. I honestly don't know who that is, but I mean, I imagine he's him. like their punt return specialist, kind of. But he's, he's he gets three decent. catches every he's week, decent. and then I mean, if all these guys are out, then maybe he gets a score against Atlanta, and you luck out. But I would play him over. That's going to be a hold your breath. I'd say if if you're down your top two guys and probably like your first and second round picks, like. Yeah, scary. I will say, like, for Cup, if he does play, obviously he's a great play. Like, I, I don't really have much to yeah. say. I, I'm going to play him regardless. But sneakily, like, who's out there potentially available to step into his shoes? And I have him in Dynasty. Is that guy Ben Skronek or whatever Skronik, his name is? Like, the, the yeah, Skronek. Yeah, like, he could potentially have, like, a pretty good week this week. Or maybe Matt Stafford will finally figure out that Allen Robinson's on his team. So we'll see. Uh, Curtis Samuel, like, yeah, it's it's a weak spot compared to, you know, like what he's been you good. Yeah, I didn't want. mean for that whole spiel to be anti. But he he's Samuel. been pretty good wide receiver too. And if you look across the board, like I like Curtis Samuel this week more than Robert Woods. So Ooh. I'm not exactly nervous if I'm Rass, to be honest with you. It would suck to not have Cup because he, he's playing Devonte Adams. But 
I think he's probably fine, especially because if you keep moving down, the dip, tight end disparity here is gigantic. Like Travis yeah. Kelsey is a wide receiver one in and of itself. So I think he's probably got a huge advantage at the tight end position that will make up for any wide receiver disparity. That's fair. And then Singletary in the flex. You don't... I can't believe that the Bills traded for a running back. Yeah, I mean, they traded Moss away, so it's not like they made it more crowded, but I mean, I imagine they're going to use Hines if they brought him there. Yeah, it just sucks, because the last two times they played, they were finally using Singletary, and then they find, yeah. they bring in another running back to muck up the backfield. It just like, it I'd be never pissed. meant to be with him all the way, you know? Yeah, it just sucks, because Brass was really kind of banking on Brian Robinson coming in and taking like a commanding control of that Washington backfield, and then he just hasn't been good, so... Singletary is a little bit of an issue, but I still do like Rasp in this matchup, even with the Singletary flex and the cup potentially being out. I mean, let's go over to Wells then. and Yeah, let's start with Miles Sanders, I think, just because he's playing right now. Yeah, he already scored. Yeah, I was I was actually going to say, like, I the thing I have written down is that I expect that the Eagles are going to be pushing the shit in of the Texans. So if that's the case, I was expecting Miles Sanders to get a bunch of burn in the second half and really just kind of ice the game. He's already scored so far, so I think he's at 11.4. He's already kind of at where I expected his ceiling to be, like 12, 13 points. Miles Sanders, so it looks like he's going to have a pretty good week this week, especially because the Texans are keeping it close. Yeah, we'll see if they score They just scored, actually. Oh, did they? Yeah, they just scored an incomplete pass is ruled, they think, a touchdown. I missed the initial one. But yeah, so I mean that's good flex and then kicker is kicker, but let's let's start at the top with Mahomes against yeah. Tennessee. Coming off the bye. This is low-key a great game. Like Tennessee's really turned it around after the first couple weeks, so Yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I think Mahomes is in a good spot to outscore Hertz if Hertz is off to this kind of oh yeah first half like this is a nice window for him i'd say yeah i'm pissed that i had mahomes last year and he had like a down year last year in terms of um and his down year like don't get me wrong his down year is still better than 90 percent of people's good like best years um but yeah i i fully expect him this week to kind of have like a great week against tennessee they haven't been good like against the past this year and like they do have good safeties, and I think it's Hooker and Yard. So I'm kind of shocked that they're getting just gashed through the air this year. Uh, the, the last two weeks, they've tightened it up, but they've played against Davis Mills and Matt Ryan. So it's not yeah, like it they're playing really some world beaters. You know, it ba- <laughs> yeah, like you said, it barely counts. So, yeah, I, I think one other thing that I think is going to now push him over the top to becoming the wide, the, you know, the QB zero on the year is Young Joke is there. So it's just he's going to have another elite playmaker there, and it sucks because we're going to have to watch Tony be good, but, you know, good riddance that he's going. Then Montgomery has been good lately as well, going against Miami. No? Uh, No? No. All right, go ahead. All right. He's my bust of the week. I'm sorry. I just have to shit on Montgomery real quick. So I have a bunch of stats, Billy, so I'm glad I stopped you there. So Montgomery, like he's been pretty lackluster since he came back from the injury and he's still getting fed touches. So tell me if you, you you knew this, he has 
less rushing yards, less touchdowns, and is only averaging 3.9 yards per carry to Khalil Herbert's 6.2 yards per carry. And how many more touches do you think Montgomery has than Herbert to be that far behind on yards, touchdowns, and yards per carry? I don't know. Hit me. He has one more carry than Herbert. And he's and he's behind him by almost three yards per carry. Basically, if they handed the ball to Khalil Herbert twice every single time he was on the field, they'd get a first down. And they're still playing David Montgomery over him. So do you think that stops, or like, what do you think fantasy-wise? No, him? I think that they're still going to give him the touches because one of the things is he, like, he's in a contract year, and they're just like, hey, let's just run this guy into the ground and use Herbert as our change of pace guy. So, like, my biggest thing for Montgomery is, like, hey, he's going to get, like, 20-plus touches a week, and, like, that's why he's going to give you your value. But if he's not falling into the end zone, like, he's not going to give you a good week. So, like, I'm just... I'm just fully in the, like, why aren't they playing Khalil Herbert? Like, he's the better running back. He should be getting 20 touches a game, not David fucking Montgomery. No, that's fair. And I honestly, I looked at the stats. I, I didn't realize that he was kind of stuck at 60 yards every week, but... He's just lackluster. Like, Yeah, I, I don't know if he's beaten Pierce with this start that he has as well. And then... Oh, I absolutely don't think he will. And then Mostert against Chicago, so both running backs in this game. The the Dolphins, did they get another running back or just trade? The Dolphins they got traded somebody, Chase Aid Edmonds. But didn't they get... And they got Oh, no, 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 that was involved in the Chubb trade. So, yeah, so now it's even more most dirt. Not that Edmonds yeah. is really dipping in, but... Well, they do have Jeff Wilson now, though. So, oh, like, yes, my, yes, my... yes, they did get a... Okay. Yeah, so my note is, like, Jeff Wilson is used to the Shanahan and Mike McDaniel's run scheme, like the zone zone read, like offense. So I think Jeff Wilson will be probably fine in Miami. It's really just a matter of like, hey, this week for sure, Jeff Wilson isn't going to be like very involved, I would think. Uh, and then on top of that, even if he is involved, like Chicago's terrible against running backs this year. Like they're like 26 on the year and they just get absolutely gashed on the ground. So even if Jeff Wilson plays, like I still expect Mostert to get around 13 points because he's going to get like 10 plus touches and Chicago's terrible against the run. So yeah, I, I expect him to have a fine week. I think he's fine as an RB two here for Wells. Also Pollard shit on uh, Pollard shit on Chicago last week for Dallas yeah. and Roquan Smith isn't there anymore. So it's not like they bolstered their defense in this in the before the tra trade deadline. Yeah, I agree. Mostert could very well be poised here. I think the running backs are fairly even. I I think I like Mostert a little more than Deion Jackson after your kind of um, breakdown, and then I like Pierce better than Montgomery. But the thing is, yeah, I, I think, think it's probably a wash. Yeah. And then let's go to receivers. Devontae's been like oddly inconsistent and had a really bad week last week i think he's got to get it right against jacksonville but it's like we, we oh, haven't yeah, really seen the scary yeah we haven't seen the big Devonte weeks the As, raiders just got absolutely yeah it was just weird week. they kind of i don't expect that from Devonte this week against jacksonville like jacksonville isn't that good of a team so i think he's gonna be fine but like it's like he needs a 30 point four, week this week you know the fact that his floor is that is insane to me. Like I, I can't like like 
since he became the guy in Green Bay, like I can't remember him ever having a performance like that. Not, never. And that just goes to show you like the skill difference between a guy like Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not worried about him, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty big loss. And then going on to Robert Woods, like I don't really see much value in starting him this week. Like I know they're playing I a plus matchup in Kansas. Look at his bench; he's got all the. I would rather play Scantling or Paris Campbell over him, to be honest with you. <sighs> yeah, maybe. I think he's a little scarred from Paris last week, and then Scantling. I don't know. That that's a that's a scary start yeah, too. He's a I'd dart say. throw. He's a dart throw for sure. I'm not yeah. I'm not denying that. But has I don't Woods know. I've been better than a dart throw since no. like Traylon Burks got. Oh no, he hasn't at all. Yeah, no. this is a weird. It, it's just like the entire offense runs through Henry, and it's just like. Yeah, this is a little they... curious. I guess. I'd agree. It's like a lack of options. I think for him, because Debo's hurt and has been out. So I, I don't know. I don't love Hertz or I, I I'm sorry, I I don't love Woods, Woods this week kind of at all. And then Tanyan we already kind of talked about. He's obviously gonna be giving up a bunch to Kelsey, but the good news for him is Sanders has a nice start. I think he's kind of already scored what Singletary. He scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. he kinda of already he's already at a I think he's four. already at what Singletary's exactly. like ceiling is. Yeah. So He's not giving up ground there and can potentially make up some. I think this is a close game. I think it's two banged up kind of bye week teams a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's really dependent on how bad the rasp injuries are. That's kind of my thoughts. Do your boom and bust and then I'll, I'll make my pick. Okay, so... Uh... My bust of the week is David Montgomery. Sorry. I, I, I forgot to say that earlier. But yeah, he's my bust of the week. And then my boom of the week is actually going to be... <laughs> I, I had Jalen Hurts. So <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see. And Elliot yeah. just missed a field goal. So it looks like we're going in tied. Wow. To the, half. the Eagles are tied going in the half. I'd love if they... I, I don't shit. want them flirting with undefeated. Like, that would be sucky. I will happily lose. I will happily lose my bet if the Eagles are losing tonight. Lawrence giving me a death stare right now because she's actually working in, in the room right now. And she's hearing me talk shit about the Eagles. Well, I mean, to be expected. But let's <laughs> do the uh, let's do the final game here and then get on out of here so we can watch the second half. But um, yeah, it's me versus Steve. Start with Steve. Big North Jersey matchup. Big big rivalry match. Hate this guy. And yeah, I, I think this is going to be a, a tough week here. So start with him, and then we'll work our way back to me. But yeah, Tua. Any thoughts? Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's a great play this week. I think one thing to note is that the dolphins this year are five and zero when Tua actually plays and finishes a game and the other thing about that is that you'll see over here like on the right where it shows the rank against opponents like that the bears are 11th but you know last week you kind of were like hey i don't know if the bears defense is really that good like i wouldn't was... really be that worried about the pass catchers for dallas like yeah you're 100 percent right so when i went back and looked like the reason why the Bears are 11th against quarterbacks is because they've had to play 
Carson Wentz when he was like bad and he got injured or whatever. They've had to play Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. They've played Davis Mills and they played Trey Lance week one. And that's like super inflating their fantasy defense score. So I think two is going to have a great week this week um, against Chicago personally. Yeah. It seems like they're just kind of fully rolling. He's healthy. Yeah. It's a good matchup. I, I won't. The only thing is it's outdoor in Chicago. I have no idea what the fuck the weather is, but I'm just hoping for some some bear oh weather. you know what has Tua ever had to play like in a real yeah i just saw game? i just saw that long ass hawaiian name i was like hopefully it fucking snows on this guy so <laughs> we'll see what happens there eckler potentially is banged up uh he practiced in full wednesday and then was limited today so kind of when you go backwards that's always a sign for concern i'd say whenever a injury pops up like last second like that like it's always terrible going into the week yeah, so that's something to monitor. Eckler, I think, is RB1 on the year, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, considering he got off to a slow start. So that's definitely a guy that you fear, especially against Atlanta. That could be a third. Oh, yeah, burger. and the fact that Keenan Allen and Mike Michael yeah. Williams are out, like like I said earlier, like he's going to be the offense along with Everett and Palmer. And so... He's also like going back to Dynasty a little bit. Like he's also like the. I was trying to trade him actually after the week week three in Dynasty to get some future picks and start my rebuild. But after he kind of like blew up the last few weeks, I was like, all right, fuck it. He's the RB one. I'm going all in this year with this guy because like I could potentially win. So yeah, the injury is a concern, but I guess we're gonna have to see tomorrow. But if he plays, like yeah, he's gonna have a a gigantic week against Atlanta. And then Aaron Jones, Detroit, that could be big too. Especially like the Packers, like you lost four in a row. Just simplify it, go to the run. Yeah, he's also clearly... I ever, We were all worried about A.J. Dillon going into the year. And Aaron Jones has done the Aaron Jones things where like he does have like those pretty bad weeks sometimes. But it seems like for the most part, like he doesn't have an issue in terms of his usage. And he's a clear kind of number one running back. And you're never going to bench him, especially against Detroit this week. Like, I think he's probably going to go off, especially if if Lazard doesn't play. Like, the offense is literally going to be Aaron Jones and, and Romeo Dobbs yeah. out there. It's definitely so, a yeah. scary running back, too. That's pretty, pretty yeah, terrifying. I think, him, I think he's going to have a great week, and then A.J. Dillon will have, like, a moderately good week. And then Christian Kirk against Vegas and then DJ Moore against Cincy. DJ Moore has looked so much better with PJ Walker. Like I know like the helmet thing was really stupid, but I mean, yeah, the Hail Mary was sick. It's <laughs> like fantasy. Yeah, wise. I I have written down like I wish I expected that rule was going to be fired before I traded <laughs> DJ Moore and that PJ Walker was going to somehow be like some god because like it's just insane, like, cause we, I, I thought DJ Moore is a great player, but I was just like, yo, if Baker Mayfield's starting and rules the guy and McAdoo is the offense, like, I have no hope for him to be good this year. So, kind of sucks for me. Good for, good for him. But I will say that the Bengals have been pretty good against the pass this year. Right now, they're ninth against wide receivers, and that and I don't believe that's an inflated number. The only thing is, is like, I do think that. I looked at their injury report and I think they have like three corners who are not practicing right now. So 
while I think they have a good pass defense, DJ Moore is probably going to have a pretty decent week against them if they don't have anybody out there besides bum-ass Eli Apple. And then Kirk, he's been up and down with kind of Lawrence this year. Uh, but I have this actually underlined twice in my notes. The Raiders are terrible, especially against the pass. So I think he's a fine play this week, Christian Kirk. Yeah, it doesn't scare the shit out of me, but overall, like, so far, it, it's a it's a strong starting lineup. And then Evan Ingram, Michael Pittman. I mean, Ingram's fine in the in the uh, tight end position. Like you said, Raiders terrible. Maybe he scores. He scored last week, I believe, right? In Honestly, London. fuck this bum, dude. Yeah. Like, why couldn't he have been, like, average for the Giants <laughs> like this? He, he's doing what he does. Like, we, we're just not seeing the drops, probably. But I bet they're still there. I mean, he's not convert Like, he's not converting on a high amount of his targets still. Like, he's probably, I think he's only converting, like, 80% of them. So, yeah, he's probably still dropping the ball. But, you know, outside of, like, two weeks this year, he's been a pretty consistent tight end, you know? Uh, but fuck him. I, I, I hate Evan Ingram, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not mad that he's gone. He was such an, a nuisance, to be honest with you. And then Michael Pittman against the Pats. You hate kinda, it. You hate it. This is the bust. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah, he's my bust of the week this week. Michael Pittman and... And I'll tell you why. Like, I, I alluded to it earlier, but Sam Ellinger against the Patriots, I got to check the stat, but Bill Belichick is something like 23 and like 7 or 23 and like 8 against rookie quarterbacks in his career. So Sam Ellinger isn't that good. The Colts stink. Like, they're going to take away Pittman because he's going to be the number one option with Jonathan Taylor out. Like, if I was Steve, I honestly wouldn't start. Like, I know this sounds crazy to say, like, hey, you drafted him to be your wide receiver one, but his floor is so low to me this week. Like, he could potentially have, like, a less than 10-point week. Like, I would honestly prefer to play Jamal Williams, Darnell Mooney, or Khalil Herbert all over Michael Pittman this week, to be honest with you. In fact, I would lean that I would want to play Khalil Herbert over him. It's possible, but I think it's just where you draft him. You're going to leave him in the flex, I think. But I, I, I bet it's on I his strongly mind, advise but... against it, to be honest with you. I, I do think that the Patriots are going to house them this week. It's definitely possible. Like we, Everyone knows about the Belichick rookie quarterback thing, so we'll see. I, I, it's just tough doing a backup running back over a receiver you took in like the second so, round. So the thing is, is if... if... If tomorrow uh, DeAndre Swift doesn't practice, I'd 1,000% play Jamal Williams. Okay, 1, that's, fair. that's fair. Uh, if he does practice, then I would probably lean Khalil Herbert just because Khalil Herbert has been so explosive with the ball in his hands this year. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Let's bounce over to me then. And then, yeah. So it's Kyler against Seattle. Kyler's turned it up a little bit recently. He kind of has erased his bad start, I'd say, overall. Let me see where... So he's QB6, which is fine. That's probably roughly when he was taken, I imagine. And then Seattle, their defense played well against us, but I think we were just kind of out of sync and not able to run the ball. I, sus- I think they're pretty good, to be honest with you, Seattle's defense. The yeah, last few but, weeks have been a lot better. Do you think they shut down Kyler? Like, I 
don't know. I think I probably maybe like Tua a little more, but I don't think Kyler is sacrificing a ton there. So actually, like, Seattle's, like, run of being a good defense actually kind of started, like, against Arizona, like, the week before or so. Oh, I didn't even realize they already played. Yeah, the la- the last time they played Seattle, you remember it was like that sixteen to like fifteen, like fourteen slugfest in Seattle. So I will say, Damn. like, I think he's gonna be fine just because he has been playing better lately, especially with Hopkins back. Like, I think he's gonna get you like your sixteen points, but my expectations are a little tempered. Like, I personally think that Tua will have a better week than Kyler this week. Uh, it. He should just be a little. I don't. I don't think he's going to be as bad as he was last time. So the last time he played Seattle, fifteen. He only points, put up fourteen yeah. points. I think you're probably looking at closer to twenty points this week. Which uh, which I'll live with. I, I think which even I think with is Tua's completely boom fine. Week, he's like twenty five. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Two, two, two. I do like better this week, but it it really depends. Like if he's going to have like one of those big giant weeks, like you're talking about. And then Kenneth Walker I like. And then here's the issue with training the running backs. I'm starting some guy I never heard of, but I saw he got like 16 carries last week and is going against the Chargers. His name is Caleb Huntley. Yeah, so similar so, yeah. to earlier when you said Tyler Algier. Yeah, Huntley, I just have ill in my notes for what I think of this matchup. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. And I, I didn't... Like, this is why I didn't really want to do it all the way like i hate just not having two running like i like having three running backs that way like if you get yeah. an injury or a buy like you don't start caleb huntley so yeah but i think you're fine other places yeah um, i mean the receivers are stacked as hell and then it might help that canada walker is definitely my boom of the week this week so i think he's gonna word. have a huge game you like arizona him? oh yeah i mean his he came onto the scene against arizona like, that's when he had his, like, first week where he had 20-plus touches, and he just absolutely shit on them. So, yeah, I, I like Kenneth Walker a lot this week. Uh, I, I personally think Seattle's going to win this game against Arizona. It's just, I, I don't know how. Like, I don't know how much points they're going to put up, but I do like Walker just based on the pedigree and the fact that, like, hey, he's got no real competition there in the backfield. And they love running the ball. Pete Carroll loves fucking running the ball and playing yeah. defense. And then Huntley, like I, I don't even really want to talk about him. If if he yeah, gets it's... like seven points, I'm he'll get enough touches in an Algier. Yeah, and they're playing a bad running defense, so you could probably get ten points. That's what you're hoping for, right? Your ceiling. So if yeah, you get ten points. And probably then fine it's here. like so it's like with these top three, I just got to keep it close. Like Jones, Eckler, Tua are yeah much better, but and then I just got to make the move with the receivers. Like that's where I went all in. I got Jefferson. Hopkins has been better than I expected him to be, honestly. And Tyreek had a massive week in the debut. He's up to wide receiver one. Ideally, yeah. he tears up the Bears and can kind of also chip away at some of Tua's production. Ideally, all of them don't go to um, Waddle, Gasicki, and company. Ideally, Tyreek has a big one. And then I think we're kind of cooking from there. Yeah, and, so I'll say yeah. for Justin Jefferson... Like, Washington sucks against the pass, and I think he's the second-best receiver in the NFL right now. Like, Kirk Cousins in 1 p.m. games, like, he actually goes out there and performs. I I think he's going to be fine this week, and the reason why I say he's the second-best is because Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the NFL right now. So, like we talked about earlier with Tua, 
like, hey, I think Chicago's pass defense is a little bit inflated from playing bad quarterbacks so far this year. So, yeah, I, I expect Tyreek Hill to have a huge game. And it really helps you out that he's starting to a because if he throws a touchdown, it's probably going to be to Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell. So you have, like, a good chance of limiting the yeah. upside of your opponent's quarterback. And then for Hopkins, like I mentioned earlier, like, hey, Seattle's de- defense has been a lot better the last four weeks, but he just has, like, too high of a floor just based on the fact that he's getting 14, 13 targets the last two weeks. So I don't expect him to have a huge week, but I definitely expect him to keep pace with Kirk and DJ Moore. So I just think your ceiling with Jefferson and Hill is a lot higher than what he's going to get out of his wide receiver position this week. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and then got? if I gave a second bust of the week, I was going to say Kyle Pitts. Yeah, just that's, because, that's like, safe bet. The week if that I play, if I play him, start, then he's busting. Yeah. And then the every, every time I sit him, he's, him, I see him doing the Angry Bird, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he I should have him. a good week, though. Like, it, he's so good. Like, I have him in South Jersey, and, like, I'm starting him this I have the exact same tight end set up as you. I have Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I can't so, get that right is the issue, but I, I think ideally Kyle Evan Pitts Ingram doesn't fine. kill me. But No, I think he should score in line with Evan Ingram, to be honest with you. So, yeah, who you got? and then I'm going to take you this week. I just think your receivers sick. outclass him pretty substantially. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if you got, like, 70 points from your receivers this week. I, I think six, this is 60 points. This I is a say. tough, like 20 uh, each almost. This is a this is a tough game. I think Steve's team is good, and then the issue is I if I lose this one, I pretty much got to win out. So it's it's a big game here. So if Eckler if Eckler plays, yeah, it's gonna be a tough one because I think Eckler is gonna have a gigantic week. Yeah. This week. So we'll, we'll see. have to wait and see. But yeah, that's I think all. you win through the receiver. If you win this week, it's through the receiving. And, and through Kenneth Walker just daddy dicking the Cardinals. Here's hoping, but yeah, yeah, that's that is all the matchups, and yeah, we'll be back next week to kind of break everything down, all the action, and then preview the weekend after. But um, obviously the Giants are on bye week, so typically we kind of have our Giants talk here. So with them on bye week, we were thinking that we would take a bye week, but then. We decided not to do that, and we want to talk about the non-activity at the trade deadline and how excited we are. So I'll let you kind of lead off there. Yeah, I mean, excited is like understating, and I'm absolutely ecstatic that we did absolutely nothing at the trade deadline to make our wide receiver room better. I mean, don't you agree? Joking aside, like I obviously do wish we got better, but it definitely... Looking at the deals, I would be pissed if we gave away a second yeah. for Claypool. I don't. I think... wouldn't have given away a second for Claypool. I 100% agree with that. And I also wouldn't have given away a second for Judy and another mid-round pick, which is what was being kind of rumored out there. So I'm annoyed we didn't, but I wouldn't give a second we're not, for Judy. We're not a Jerry Judy away from winning the Super Bowl, as yeah. great as this is going. If like... we could have gotten him for a, a third and like a sixth, like kind of like what happened with Tony then yeah, I would have been fine. That would have been a one-for-one swap, basically. You know, but I, I don't think... I think we, I would rather draft a second-round wide receiver. Draft a second-rounder or do, like, what the fucking Eagles did and, like, get, like, a disgruntled, like, actual stud or even, like, a DJ yeah. Moore, like, someone who's actually sick, not, like... 
a half measure that we're gonna like little kids are gonna be buying like jerry judy giants like jerseys like that would be yeah. so embarrassing in this i do think judy's good don't get me wrong yeah like, he, he's, I think he's, he's not good. enough to just turn us into a running gun offense so i mean i don't know it, it would have been nice to obviously have some pieces when you see like the eagles going all in and other mm-hmm. teams kind of that are better than us adding that kind of sucks but I'm, I'm happy they kind of took a look at the roster and are in line with what we think that it, it's a nice story they're playing well they're but they're overperforming what they are and I yeah mean, you, you got to be patient i'd say it's it's tough it sucks the only deal i'd say that would be somewhat appealing was that calvin ridley deal of like a fourth and a fifth to have yeah. him but the at the same time that does nothing for this year. So like everyone who's and it would also be their two fists, full years of him not playing. Yeah, everyone who's pounding their fists saying you you can't quit on this team. Like you got to add guys. Like six and two doesn't happen every year. Yada yada. But it's like the Calvin Ridley doesn't do anything for that either. So yeah, listen, yeah. So I, I trust these guys I'll, with eleven draft picks. All the guys they took last mm-hmm. year have been impact players for the most part. Like. Yeah, Let we're playing a lot of young team. guys in their first year. Like Azudu is getting t- is getting significant snaps. Like Bellinger is getting significant snaps. Wandell is getting significant st- snaps. Evan Neal, Thibodeau. Like our f- first four rounds of picks and Belton. Like our first four rounds of picks are all literally playing like meaningful snaps for our team this year. Mike McFadden so, got in, and then like the very three late guys um, are all like out for the year, which is sucky. But it's like. But for the most part, like everybody's, and they're performing at like what you would expect from their pick level. So, or in Belton's case, like he's actually outplaying his pick level right now. Um, or Bellinger's case, like he's been a pretty good stud for us this year. So, yeah, I, I trust that Shone would get a better, not necessarily like he's going to blow Judy out of the water, but I think he would get a comp, like a comparable wide receiver to him in the second next year, you know? Like I'd, yeah. I'd rather have the extra two years of contract 100%. than than the fifth year option with Judy. And I I think that's exactly their thought process. And just like the, them not panicking and fucking up, like when we're just accustomed to them fucking up, like yeah. In years past, like this somehow decently worked out, but like not really. I think we were like two and six, and then we traded the Jets like a third and a fifth for Leonard Williams on a contract yeah, got, year so like hey. it kept him in the building and like he's fine but it's like that made no fucking sense like <laughs> i was pretty adamant at the time though that it was a good move yeah that i thought he was good i mean i he's been fine but he's been great for us you could have just signed him and not given up the picks like yeah yeah two months i agree later, with that but yeah yeah so uh, nothing no game to preview or anything but It'll be a fun second half. I think there's some more winnable games. I think we'll make the playoffs, and then that'll be fucking exciting. And then, honestly, yeah. like I know it sounds like we're not super high on the the chances of a deep run, but it's like besides the Eagles or the, like besides the Eagles who are gonna have to buy the teams. I don't think the, there's any team we can't beat. The teams that we would play, so we wouldn't play Dallas either. Cause they'll be a wild card. So we'll play the NFC South champion, which is either the Bucks or someone really, really bad. I don't think that's unwinnable. And then the NFC North champion, which would be the Vikings probably. I don't think that's unwinnable at all. And then yeah. NFC West, 
then it gets a little scarier. We'd ha- probably have to play Seattle again in Seattle, which obviously didn't go well. I don't like this our time. chances against them uh, in Seattle. Even I, I think we played a, as bad as we could possibly play. I think. And Richie James kind of threw that game away. Like his two fumbles. We weren't were doing sh- anything besides that, but they were backbreakers. Yeah. Yeah, but his fumbles, like the first fumble, he had like the twenty yard return on, and then fumbled. So like it, we had good. It, it's like a field position thing and a momentum thing in football. No, you know? I I, under, I understand, but I'm not just. It would have been we, way we came closer. out flat. I'm yeah. not saying it's like the Richie we definitely James game, like it's not a hundred percent his fault, but it was a help. significant factor yeah. in the you loss. Can't, I would say we didn't play well enough to overcome those mistakes. It was hard though. We had offensive linemen constantly jumping off sides in Seattle too, because like it's just insane. Like, yeah, the uh, home field advantage they have. Just a little banged up, tough place to play, and I mean a, a good team. It we were due yeah. for a flat performance. I don't hate that. It came now, and then we have some cupcakes here to kind of get back on schedule. Yeah, exactly. So, ideally, they turn around, and we have a, a nice deep run, and maybe we'll, we'll keep it going even after the fantasy um, season wraps up for a uh, playoff preview. That would be yeah. good stuff. But, yeah, any last words before we hop off here? No, I think I'm uh, excited for this week, and hopefully my team will turn it around. Cool. I hope so as well. And then we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye.
Bye.